grace and peace be multiplied to us in the name of Jesus Christ. So I've been having motions in my heart to speak on um, our subject of interest today, which clearly states or specifically says, should a Christian protest? Um, um, the reason why I am bringing this to the fore is that I believe, I believe strongly, strongly believe that a person who is a disciple of Jesus Christ is an adjusting man. That is because discipleship is not learning principles or topics about Christianity. Discipleship, it's a learning of the Lord. So Jesus says, learn of me take my yoke. So the more you learn, the more you take my my yoke, meaning that the more, the less yoke of Jesus I carry is an indication that I have learned of him less. And the more I learn of him, the more of his yoke I will carry. And so when I carry his yoke, I will be implicated to look like him, to walk like him, to talk like him. Praise the name of Jesus Christ. Yeah. So, um, without mincing words without going around about the bush or beating the bush beating about the bush as it is said pardon me i would like to clearly state to state to us that um a christian a christian is not supposed to protest and the christian i am referring to is not a person who is a christian because he was born into a christian family or because he has a christian name the christian i am referring to is a that one who is consumed with bringing pleasure and glory to God, that one who is consumed with ordering his life so that it can, it can, it can become God's inroad into the earth. It is that Christian I am talking about. I'm talking about a Christian who values and esteems God's word more than his necessary food. And if you are not that kind of a Christian, some of the things that I'll be saying might be laughable to you. Amen. But if you really, 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 really want to know the Lord, want to walk, follow the Lord fully, then I would like you, I would like you to not just throw away these things that I'm going to share. I would like you to be like the Berean Christian or the Berean Christians who heard what Apostle Paul had to say and they went to search if the things he was saying was true. All right, so there are five reasons why I strongly believe a Christian should not protest. And the first reason is that a man who has the attention of God does not need to clamor for the attention of the government. If it is true that the ears of God are open towards our prayer, if it is true that when we cry unto the Lord, he hears us, then it will be a taboo for us to cry unto a mortal man or to cry to the government. Yes, we know. You know, there is even a particular particular party in our nation that says power is to the people. But you and I know as students of scripture that the Bible says, once has the Lord spoken, twice I have heard that all power belongs to God. Power does not belong to the people. Power belongs to God. And I would like to quickly say along that line, I've heard people say that the voice of the people is the voice of God. It is not true. The voice of the people is not always the voice of God. As a matter of fact, most times the voice of the people is not the voice of God. The voice of God is the voice of God. The voice of the people is the voice of the people. But back to the point I was trying to make. A person who has the attention of God in prayer, in prayer, in prayer, should not be consumed on how he can vent his anger towards the government 
because we must understand that you see to say power or to say authority is already indicative of a fact that there is hierarchy and when you have spoken to the monarch the great monarch the one who runs the show if you have spoken to him then you should not stoop low to begin to talk talk to people who are under him because authority is strengthened in hierarchy and if you understand hierarchy you will know that god is the governor among the nations and because you are his own chosen vessel you you are his own special breed you you are his own special person on the earth and you have his attention when you speak to him you will not need to speak or to shout to carry placards for the government to hear you there is one who we speak to and that one he is strong to save he's strong to deliver the second point why i believe a christian should not protest is that there is no provision in christ for us to fight for our rights you see the early church i don't i don't think i don't think i don't know the statistics but really this is my thought i don't think that there is any there is any generation of christians on the earth that have suffered the kind of persecution they suffered but look at how they ordered their affairs. Not once did they raise protests or raise placards against the government. In Acts chapter 4, the Bible tells us how the apostles of Jesus Christ were beaten. And the Bible says they went back to their company. And they rehearsed the things they had suffered and they had heard to their company. And they didn't say, we will not take this. In this country, there must be freedom of speech. No, they didn't say that. What they did was to pray to the Lord. They didn't pray even to the Lord for the person to die. They prayed to the Lord that the Lord will grant that signs and wonders and boldness will be given to them so that they will preach the gospel with more boldness, with attendant signs and wonders. And the Bible said when they made this prayer, the whole place began to shake. When we put forth our hands to try to fight for our freedom, what we are saying is that the one who we are submitted to is not strong to show himself on our behalf. So the Bible says, do not avenge yourself, but give room for rot. When you begin to avenge yourself, you will, you will short-circuit God's power to bring forth vengeance. Or you begin to try to avenge yourself. So the Bible says, do not avenge yourself. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, and I will recompense. That's what the Lord says. But when we put forth our hands to begin to try to fight for freedom, fight, fight for liberality for ourselves, what we will realize is that we'll have to power or sustain that our liberation by ourselves. And at the end of the day, we will burn out. Praise the name of Jesus. So Jesus was going to be arrested in a garden called Gethsemane. And Simon brought his sword and cut off the ear of that guard. And Jesus took the ear and put it back, indicating to us that, see, if you want to be pleasing to God, if you want to be pleasing to God, you must let go and believe that God is the judge of the heavens and the earth, and he will recompense. Surely he will recompense. We cannot fight for our rights. We cannot win our freedom by ourselves. No, God doesn't want that. The third reason why a believer should not protest that I believe is that whereas there is a thing called unity of the body of Christ, there is no provision for unionism. There is no provision for unionism. I've heard some Christians say, yeah, let's come together. Let's not buy beef from these full guys so that we can ensure that they starve and then we'll run their treasury dry. 
And whereas this sounds like common sense, it is not part of the duty or the assignment of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is supposed to first be united to Jesus. It is unity with Jesus in our individual Christian experience that will bear unity of the body. But so long as we are divided along tribal lines, so long as we are divided along lines that are not significant to the pushing forth of the gospel, every other thing we try to do will be unionism. And then we even see that Christians have stepped away from even unionizing with Christians. And now they unionize with people who do not share common faith and common perspective with them. All because they are angry at the government. There was a protest that was staged in our country last year. And some people came out to say that this is the sign of revival. Who did this to us? When the Bible says, except a man be born of water and of spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Whatsoever you can accomplish without being born again is not the kingdom. It's not the kingdom. And in, I hope you know that in Nigeria, what God is trying to do is not to give us good roads. What God is trying to do is not even to give us a good government, as it were. What God is trying to do is not to give us constant electricity. What God is trying to do is that righteousness will spring forth in our midst. So you might want to check your definition of a good country. And God's definition of a good country might not be the same. And if you adjust your definition of a good country to that of God, why are you protesting? Can protest bring forth righteousness? It cannot bring forth righteousness. There is one desire we have. It is that his kingdom come. And that is our desire. That is why we should engage in anything. How will this bring the kingdom how will it bring the kingdom? The fourth reason why I believe that we should not protest is that by faith we understand that the words were framed by the word of God and the things which are seen were not made of the things which do appear. Meaning for everything you see, there is something you are not seeing that is responsible for it. And we are privileged as God's, we are privileged as God's children to have access into that realm that is unseen, to alter things in that realm that is unseen. And if you are so dissatisfied with the solution, with the problem of the country, it is that realm you should do business in. When you do sufficient business, when anything, when any reality takes place in that spirit realm, the realm of the physical will reconfigure itself to accommodate that reality. And it is that reality, that reality of the kingdom of God that we are trying to bet in this nation. And I'm not saying to you that you should begin to pray for the head of state to die because I've heard people say that we should pray. Since we have access to the spirit, we should pray in the spirit for the head of state to die. No. No. Let me quickly, quickly state that the Bible says that the, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God. It didn't say they are spiritual. It said they are mighty through God. So the reason why your weapon of warfare will be mighty it is, that, is that it is through God. The Bible didn't say it is not carnal, but it is spiritual because there are so many spiritual methods and spiritual means you will use, but that spiritual means is not through God. And the only reason why a thing can be through God, a thing can be mighty, it's that it is routed through God. So yes, I am not saying to you that and because we have access to the Spirit, we should pray to kill our head of state. No. Because even that head of state, Jesus is interested in his soul. 
and if I am aligning with Jesus, remember we talked about unity, if I am aligning with Jesus, then even though he is seeking to slay me, as some of us have claimed, even though there is no concrete evidence to that fact, but even though now you are convinced that he is seeking to slay you, what Jesus expects from you is to do like Stephen. Lord, do not hold this to their account. Remember, that was the same thing Jesus did. Jesus said, forgive them for they know not what they do. But now, we go to prayer in anger and we say, Lord, smite them and kill them. We even mention names and say, let them die for they know what they are doing. No, this is not how we ought to be. Who did this to us? Let go of anger. Anger will get us out of the will of God. The fifth and final reason that I'll be sharing is that we are kings and priests unto our God. Kings and priests. And I've heard somebody say that kings don't protest, they proclaim. But I'll not like, I'll, let, me, let me turn toward the priest path. We know that every priest is supposed to be for God to the people and for the people towards God. Meaning that a priest is a representative of God to a territory and a representative of a territory to God. And now our territory, our territory called Nigeria is being bedeviled by so many vices. And we that God have set at, as watchmen, instead of us to sit and ask, how did we sleep? How did the enemy creep in? We are saying we want to go out and protest. Not knowing that more than even the man sitting at the helm of affair, we have a responsibility. Not knowing that if it is thing that we are experiencing is the anger of the Lord toward the land, then we are the only ones that can avenge it. You can put 10,000 intelligent people, they will never be able to come up with an economic policy that will salvage the situation. We are kings, we are priests. Priests unto our God. Priests unto our God. And we, 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 we quote scriptures like, um, Arise, shine, your light has come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. And Gentiles shall come to your light and the kings unto the brightness of your rising. And now there is darkness and we are complaining. Everybody is trying to get a visa to run out of the country. No. That is not how it ought to be. It is my prayer that our hearts will receive grace. It is my prayer that our hearts will adjust. And that the Lord will help us deeply. It is my prayer that if this is coming as correction, it will be received. And if this is coming to strengthen someone's conviction, strength will be given to that conviction. But one thing I know is that the kingdom will come.